This is Mind Mastery Week featuring eight guests and 16 episodes over five days. Welcome to day one where all eight special guests tackle one big Mind Mastery question. Have you ever wondered what it takes to create a life that's free from the bonds of corporate slavery? Maybe you're already on that journey but you're still figuring it out. This show aims to show you the way by sharing the real stories, strategies, tactics, trials and tribulations of freedom seekers at different stages of their journeys, from running a business on the side to serial entrepreneurs who've launched and scaled multiple multi-million dollar firms. Hello, I'm Craigie B. This is Corporate Escape Plan. Hey, hey, it's me, Craigie B. Welcome to another edition of the Corporate Escape Plan and our Spring 2020 Minds Mastery series. I love today's guest, a life and transformation coach from England. Her name is Roxana Hussain. Welcome, Roxana. It's, I'm so thrilled to have you here today. Oh, thank you, Craig. It's a pleasure to be here. So we're going to dive straight in with our one big question and we'll give you an opportunity in the second episode we're going to do this week to tell a bit of your backstory. So for now, we're just going to dive in with that one big question. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready as I'll ever be. (laughs) (laughs) So, what's the number one biggest, most impactful discovery you've made in building a success mindset in life and business? Well, you do realise that this is the toughest question I've ever been asked, if I'm honest. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's a big, it's a tough question because there were there are so many contenders for this biggest kind of discovery. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was kind of making a list when you sent me the question through and there were so many things coming up and I was having to kind of had a conflict like no but that was such a big thing and then this was such a big thing so let me just say for me neuro-linguistic programming and learning to reframe was such a powerful discovery Um, being around influential people and role models was such an amazing part of me building a success mindset you know when I was a kid I used to read autobiographies all the time and Mm -hmm. I was looking for clues of how people live because I didn't really have examples of that in my childhood um the other thing I did was I worked in care homes from about the age of 16 and while I was at college and uni I worked in care homes all the time um for, for about five or six years and I was around wise elders and so whenever I was kind of coming into any kind of problems oh the wisdom that they would give me was phenomenal and I think that really helped me kind of grow up um and become this kind of wiser person and not make foolish mistakes over and over I did make mistakes but I didn't make them repeatedly and the other thing was being around older people Craig um helped me to start to think that when I get to 90 how do I want to look back on my life and it made me start to think about what would I like to be remembered for what would I like to feel proud that I did 
And so you can see that these are massive things that shaped my mindset. I was massively into poetry. Um, so I loved E.E. E. Cummings. I loved Shakespeare. I read and reread Romeo and Juliet every single year. <laughs> and so the, those were the, those, and there's so many others, but they're the kind of highlights, if you like, if I was to look back and think about kind of when I was at my most impressionable, those were the things that came up for me. But the number one thing that you really want to know is for me, it was journaling. Okay. Is that a surprise, Craig? Yeah. And interestingly, with all the episodes we've recorded so far, we are getting different answers. And yeah, not heard that one yet so far. Journaling. Oh, my goodness. So the idea was planted in my mind by Dr. Phil from mm. on the Oprah Winfrey show. I don't know if you're familiar with Dr. Mm. Phil, but he's this kind of larger than life psychologist who shouts and yells a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and he talked about the power of journaling and I just started. So I was, I was 13 years old. I was very young. Wow. And I started just making little scribbles and doodles and, and then it turned into kind of journaling, if you like. But what journaling enabled me to do was to actually express myself and express my thoughts and my mm -hmm. feelings towards myself and others in a way that I couldn't say out loud, in a way that would have hurt other people's feelings, in a way that if I spoke those things to my mum and dad about how they make me feel, it would have caused more conflict in the home and provoked more deeper discussions that probably inevitably would have led to them interpreting my thoughts and feelings as disrespect. Okay. Yeah. So journaling gave me that kind of outlet. It also enabled me to explore ideas of who I could be. So when I combine uh, my autobiography reading, you know, learning about the clues to success and kind of taking a myriad of different perspectives into account, it enabled me to start thinking about who I wanted to become and journaling that and how yeah. I'd love to be that person who can inspire others or I'd love to be able to help others in some capacity or you know just to start to think about those kind of concepts at a very young age when I was probably still a teenager now the, the best thing I think that journaling gave me was this ability to become emotionally literate okay so it meant I could communicate my thoughts and feelings much better. So, for example, if I was feeling angry, and as a teenager, probably the, the obvious word that we would use is anger or fearful or that we've been bad or something like that. And that never quite clarified or made the point enough about how I was feeling. But through reading and through poetry and kind of combining all these things that I was doing at that age, I was able to really kind of say, well, actually, I feel rejected. Or I feel disrespected. Or I feel jealous or I feel numb or emotions that actually really pinpointed exactly how I was feeling. 
And journaling enabled me to kind of have a space where I could doodle and kind of write down all the different words that I was thinking and feeling. And, and as I wrote, more and more words would just pour out of me. And it came from obviously loving literature and loving reading and kind of tying all of that together. And I guess the other thing was that it also helped me to shape who I wanted to become. So when I thought about, well, you know, I want to feel happy. I was able to kind of say, well, actually, I want to feel joyful. or I want to feel valued. or I want to feel courageous. And being able to be really specific about how I wanted to feel, I think, led to me being able to shape my mindset in a way that I could manifest the goodness and the good things and the wholesome living into my life. I think if I'd been vague and if I'd been kind of arbitrary about it, I don't know if it would have happened. Wow, that's amazing. And to have started this from such a young age, I, I suspect that's helped you get, um, get ahead of the game as regards what we, we said we we're going to talk about when we dive deeper in the next episode this week about embracing your feelings rather than trying to, um, let's say, for example, control them or overcome them. Would you say that's a fair assessment? I think so. I think that it, I kind of happened to come to come into journaling. It wasn't my intention for it to help me with my mindset. I think it just seemed like a nice summer holidays filler, you know, something to do while I was off school. Um, and I, it, it kind of became a habit. And from becoming a habit, it started to serve a purpose. And I didn't realise it at all at the time. It was only my 20s when I look back that I realised that journaling had given me this ability to think so deeply about things in a way that I think if I'd had those thoughts they would have come and gone and I wouldn't have been able to go back and almost reference where that first time was that I felt rejected uh, now I can go back and realize I was age 13 when was the first time I felt rejected when a friend said that she didn't want to hang out with me anymore and I think if I hadn't journaled it I wouldn't have been able to ever kind of be able to go back and pinpoint and see how I descended in some way. So, okay, I felt rejected by her that day. And then a few weeks or a month later, this other thing happened. And that also led to another thing that happened. And eventually I started thinking that I wasn't worthy. And by journaling, I could almost like go back and see when these first feelings happened. And if I'd reframe of if I knew NLP back then and I could reframe my thinking would have been amazing but obviously I didn't know that but it, it kind of helped me in my 20s to start looking back and seeing the events that had happened that made me feel the way that I did and so absolutely I think the emotional literacy that I developed at a young age really helped me to navigate emotions and to know that I need to embrace them and embracing them and working through them, working with them, seeing them as a guiding light as opposed to something that I need to overcome, push away, is actually serving me. Got, it's actually yeah. serving me. And, and journaling, you know, the, the other side of it was that it was, it was deeply energizing for me and it released 
a lot of kind of toxic emotions that were built up in me. So it was like my equivalent of working out now, if you like. I got you. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a really interesting introduction. I hope you'll be up for diving a little deeper into this, this stuff in our next episode. Before we do, I just want to close off by inviting you to share with our listeners how they can find you online and, and if there's any one thing you'd like to promote or for our audience to know about to share that too. Wow. Okay, perfect. So I my website is called www.roxanahussein.com. I'm a transformation coach. I've got a few programs on there that I offer as one-to-one, but I'm beginning to move into group coaching, which I'm really excited about. Um, and a lot of the information around my group coaching is on my Facebook page, which is just my name, spelled Roxana Hussein, R-O-K-S-A-N-A-H-U-S-S-E-I-N. And I will pop up. There's not many of us. <laughs> so right. You should be able to find me quite easily. Um, yeah. And I'm launching my podcast on the 4th of May. So if you if this is airing after the 4th of May, I'd still love your listeners to come and find my podcast and support by downloading and reviewing and subscribing and rating and all those kind of things. That would be awesome. Well, all, all being well, this particular episode will be going out on your launch day, fingers crossed. So what's the name of your show? So that people Personal can Power it. Boost. It's called Personal Power Boost. Personal Power Boost. Okay, and um, people will be able to find that on iTunes? iTunes, yes. Yeah, okay, excellent. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm thrilled that you have agreed to stay on to do another episode with us this week as part of our Mind Mastery series, and I'm really looking forward to diving deeper into this feeling stuff. <laughs> Thank you, Craig. It's been amazing. Cheers. <laughs>